What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the I Choose Series podcast. On this next episode, we are speaking with Katie McKenna, who runs an amazing uh, group called Sober Love. Um, she's from Colorado. She talks about her sobriety and setting goals in this episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> All right, Katie. So now that we got you in here, um, first, tell us a little bit about um, Sober Love. Okay. Um, well, there's a group, the Sober Love group. Um, and then I made an Instagram and a YouTube channel. So this, I started this like in 2016 so it was about two years ago um when my mom had cancer we just found out that my mom had cancer and um I was like really upset and worried and I just needed something positive to focus on mm. so and also um see the thing is I've been sober for a really really long time and people come to me a lot, like behind the scenes, privately, and just really want help and really want advice and really want like some direction. And they're just terrified to, um, to like reach out and to make it known that they're struggling and they really want somebody to talk to privately. And I was like, what can I do? You know, what could I do to like help these people? What, what could I give them that would be like helpful, you know? Mm. And um, so then I created the group and I made a video telling my story because I thought that would be like really cool that like if somebody was really struggling, they could watch that in their own time, like in the privacy of their own home and it might give them hope or encouragement or whatever. Um. So I did that and I made the group and I made an Instagram because I kept the sober love thing is like, because I really, number one, because I love being sober and also because I really feel like the power of love played a huge role in um, like me getting sober and getting better and healing and everything. Mm. And then um, I was always finding these naturally occurring hearts everywhere and um, it was just like this thing that kept happening to me and I was posting them on Facebook and then I made my sober love Instagram. Um, like I started posting naturally occurring hearts on there and then people kept sending them to me. And so it just became like about this, about love, you know? Mm. And um, that's, that's the story with that. But it's really, <laughs> it's been an awesome a really awesome group I've met so many people yeah. and um there's so many people who were friends of mine from a long time ago who are now sober which is like the coolest thing ever like they joined my group and I was like dude I didn't know you were sober now and <laughs> that was like just the awesomest thing you know because yeah. then I'm like rediscovering this friend and they we have that in common and it's just it's just so cool so yeah, it's been awesome. That's that's incredible. So why don't you tell yeah. tell us a little bit, you know, about your story and basically okay. how you got to where you are today. Okay. So um, I, I uh, you know, I was a really shy little kid, like really shy. Mm. 
and I had a t like so much anxiety from when I was really little. I would get these really terrible stomach aches and um, they, you know, the doctors told me it was, it was anxiety. I would get like these horrible, horrible stomach aches and I would just be like scared of everything um, from a really young age. I just had really bad anxiety and um, I started drinking uh, when I was 12, I think, at, just at a friend's house. But um, it really, like, cured. It felt like it, it just took away all that anxiety and all that fear and, you know, just social anxiety. And uh, so many people have it, you know, but um, it just wasn't something that was, like, talked about back then a lot. And I, I didn't like, I just felt so defective and so um, bad about myself because I was so shy and so anxious and so fearful. And when can, I can drank I ask, it, like... Can I ask you a question? Where, yeah. did, that, where did that come from? Um, I, I honestly, I don't know. I think I just was, like, really insecure. Um, you know, my mom was, she was an alcoholic when I was little. And um, I think that caused a lot of insecurity in mm -hmm. me and a lot of just in yeah like not feeling secure mm -hmm. and um it was just like deep deep within me I just felt that constantly so yeah so when so as soon as I drank the first time it was like <sighs> it felt so much relief and I was just like yeah I like this this is <laughs> this is nice, you know, and I totally, I just like instantly got why everybody, all the adults drink and, and why it's like such a thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was the beginning of me being really into alcohol and really loving it. Um, and then, you know, I went to, the University of Massachusetts for college, which is a huge party school. I mean, I'm sure every college is like a huge party school nowadays, but so was UMass. And um, I partied a lot there and I just really like got into a lot of drugs and <laughs> I keep seeing my friends. Hi, Mike. <laughs> We're going to do a Q&A at the end, Mike, so stay tuned. We're getting into the deep stuff now. We're at the party school. Yeah, so um, I was just like, I don't know. I, I did not want to go to college. I just was not ready to grow up, and I was really, like, not I, – I don't know. I didn't want to go to school. I wanted to, like, hang out and um, just – like party and then I went to college and I, I didn't really want to be there. So I had like no direction. I didn't know what I was going to do even for a major. I was just kind of like there and I just started partying and drinking, doing drugs. And my anxiety got like a zillion, million, trillion, zillion times worse um, when I was in college because I was so afraid of the future like, what the hell am I going to do when I get out of school, you know? Yeah. And um, and then I got into, the, like, a really, really 
just destructive, bad, toxic, abusive relationship. And that was really painful for me. And I started drinking really, really heavily um, due to like that relationship breaking up and just the pain of that and not understanding like why that happened to me and so on and so forth. So I started, you know, like drinking what just became the solution to everything. Mm. to my anxiety, to my emotional pain, to me not wanting to think about the future, to me not knowing what I'm doing with my life and just everything, you know, and it just like, it just, it was just like, so like fast, it hit me so fast. And I, you know, I remember being like 15 and blacking out and I was always blacking out, always. Mm. And that was, you know, that's really terrifying. And um, <laughs> there's so much to the story because there's like a whole other part where, um, you know, I got involved in a cult, which was Scientology, um, and trying How to get them that? to help. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. That's like a huge, <laughs> long story, but they really like messed with my mind and. But they had, like, promised to help me, like, stop drinking and stop doing drugs and everything. So, was... at this time, though, you um, you had this desire. You didn't want to do this anymore. Yes. No, I did. Because, okay. Um, because when I was little, when I was really little, like, I, I remember I had this little, like, diary. And I wrote that I would never drink and I would never smoke and I would never do drugs because I saw it hurt people. And yeah. I saw it really change people's personalities and make people sick and angry. And I was like, I didn't want to have anything to do with that. So um, I constantly felt when, when I drank and when I would like black out and all these, you know, people would tell me all these crazy things that I did the night before, I would be like, oh my God, no. Like I would feel so ashamed and I would feel like I just betrayed myself, mm. you know, like who I wanted, who I really wanted to be and who I really was and what I believed about myself. I, I just felt so bad all the yeah. time. So, so it was like a cycle um, then, right? It was like, it was like drink, blackout, find out in the morning what you did, regret it, yeah. fail, drink again. Yeah. And, yeah. and there was always like this, um, feeling of like doom like doom all around me like you are doomed like this is going to be your life just a never-ending cycle of like self-hatred and then like numbing everything to make it go away and then like you know trying to find like some happiness in that and then it all like unraveling into this big pit of shame and despair and like I was just in such a dark place with it and so depressed and and just so sad and so ashamed and it, it just was like I don't know like I at the time I was so young and I felt like I was the only person experiencing it mm. um out of my friends like it really 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 bothered me and um I don't know if, if my, you know, if my friends were going through that at the same time or, 
it didn't seem to phase them as much. But for me, I was like, oh, I can't, like, why do I drink? Why do I do this to myself? Like, I just couldn't, like, accept it. Let me ask you a question. Do you, do you feel that, like, a lot of people who are struggling with addiction, drugs, alcohol, do you think it's because they're, like, they're trying to cover up something or they are numbing something? Yeah. I mean, I was just talking to another friend of mine who has, like, 14 years sober, and we were talking about just things that come up, like, um, stuff you have to deal with. And we were talking about how we never dealt with anything. Like when we drank, we just never faced anything, yeah. you know, like bills come in the mail or you, you got to go to court for something. And you just like, don't, you're like, F that, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to go drink. I'll just drink and then it'll go away, you know, and it's like that with everything. Like, oh, I'm having a bad feeling. I'm going to drink. And then it'll go away, you know, like something happened that I didn't like. Somebody pissed me off. Mm. I'm going to drink and then it'll go away, you know, and that it's like I'm having a thought. I'm going to drink and then I won't be thinking anything, you know, like just that's just like how it is. Yeah. And it's it goes back to the vicious cycle. Vicious cycle is like the best term ever for it. You know, it's like it is. That's exactly what it is, is a vicious cycle. So how did you, um, like, how did you get out of this? Okay, so um, I, at one point, I was living in Vermont with, like, this, uh, my boyfriend at the time, because we were like, we're going to move to Vermont, and in Vermont, there's nothing to do, so we're not going to party, we're just going to chill and get our lives together and everything so we moved to Vermont and it, it is it's really nice there and um but like okay well in the beginning we were we were like we got jobs and we were trying to like not drink or anything and um we didn't like we didn't have tv or anything really we didn't have a lot to do there so um I started getting all this like mail these things in the mail and um there was like these catalogs that I got in the mail and um I ended up ordering these cassette tapes on goal setting mm. um because I thought it would be something interesting to like listen to yeah, in my totally. free time yeah yeah so um so I was like so I got these cassettes on goal setting and it, and it was really interesting and um they give you like an, an exercise to create 10 goals to achieve in a year. So I did it. And like, and my first goal that I wrote down was that I wanted to be completely sober and quit smoking and quit all drugs within a year's time. So, and then it, you know, it teaches you how to like focus on your goal visualize it as if it's true and um you know just like in your mind kind of like make it real so I mm -hmm. did like I I did everything that um the these cassettes were like instructing me to do because it was something I had never heard of before never like really tried and it was just 
it, I, it was just like really intriguing to me that you could like set a goal for something, even if it was like really seemed impossible and that like you could kind of cr create it in the future for yourself. Hmm. So I did that. And, and like, you know, the, the thing that I wanted the most was to not be an alcoholic and not be on drugs and not be smoking and not be enslaved to that every single day. So that was my first goal. I visualized it. I like imagined that it was true. Imagine that I was living this life happy, like a normal, normal person. And that just became like a dream that I had. So, um, I still, then we, okay, so we're in Vermont, and then I still, like, then we get, like, we meet people, we start partying with them, we meet people, like, pretty, pretty quick, and then we're just, like, party, 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 and, you know, at some point, I forgot, like, kind of forgot that I had made that goal, and, like, so me and this, this guy break up, and I go back to Massachusetts, and, um, party some more and finally uh, let's make a long story short I get into a car accident drunk driving total my car get arrested blow the breathalyzer and I have to go to court the next day and it was just like a wake-up call like you're you know I spent the night in jail I was in my clothes from work the night before like when I had to go to court I, and I was just like oh man like I just barely remembered what happened and but it woke me up because I was like dude you're gonna kill yourself doing this so I asked them you know the judge if I could go do a program instead of having to do the drunk driving class that they required or whatever and they said yes, and then, um, so I was calling around to try to find a program to get into, and then somebody on the phone suggested Teen Challenge, and that was because it's a free program, and um, that was where I ended up going. And I'm familiar Challenge, with, with Teen Challenge. It's a, okay, it's a Christian um, ministry for people who, with addictions and they separate men and women it's really it's actually been around for like 15 years a uh, 50, 50 50 years years yeah and it's all over the world and it has a really high success rate it's just people not a lot of people know about it because it's faith-based so it's like it's not well known but it's a long it's a long-term program like it's at least like a year and a half mm -hmm. So, so let me ask you a question. Did that, was it like faith and important to you before you went into the program? No, I, I wasn't, I did, I did was not it, go to Did church it become important to you? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay. When I was there, yeah, it did. Um, so yeah, but I was just one of those people who was like, I'll try anything, you know, like yeah. I'll try anything once. So I, I just didn't care because it, they said it was free. And I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of <laughs> Gloucester. I got to get out of this whole scene. I just got to get away. Yeah. So I went to that program. And um, from 
the the day that I went that I entered the program was November twentieth, nineteen ninety nine, and um, I have been completely sober, completely drug free, and cigarette free since that day. And it also happens to be like a year and a month from the day that I wrote down that I originally wrote down the goal uh, that I wanted to be. Um, wow. sober with, within a year's time. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so, like, that, like, the way that I, you know, envisioned it and the way that I imagined it is, is actually what happened to me. Like, I imagined myself being, like, free from the compulsion to drink or to do drugs or to smoke and that's how I feel today you know like I'm I feel free obviously I'm not immune to drugs or alcohol or cigarettes or anything but I don't have like a compulsion to to drink or to smoke or to do drugs anymore congratulations thank you yeah so how long have you been clean for then it's been how many years 19 19 years wow 19 years (laughs) yeah since 1999 that is incredible good for you yeah thank you so let me ask you a question for people out there who are struggling and stuff people who are who are maybe watching who going through stuff obviously the drugs you know earlier in the conversation we were talking about how the drugs kind of numb the pain and stuff um the pain still exists though right yeah so how do you how do you get through that now um the, okay, you, the thing, here's the thing. You, if you have an emotion, you have a feeling, just feel it. Like, you have to just feel it. Let it flow through your body and, you know, express it. Like, it's real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's real. Like, I feel, like, there's so many things, like, that even just happened to me recently, the other day, where I was just pissed. And I'm like, you know what? I'm pissed. I cried. I felt everything. And then it's like, it it goes. And then I bounce back, you know? And that's, that's how, that's life. You know, know? I gotta, if I can comment on that, I feel like, um, I feel like people, you know, sometimes live by feelings and we forget that feelings are just feelings. They yeah, come exactly. and they go. There's nothing exactly. permanent, nothing permanent yeah. about a feeling. Yeah. You know, totally. Um, and even, even the, even the deeper feelings, right. You know, people may argue with me and say, Oh, you mean there's nothing permanent about a feeling. What about love? You know, I would say that, yes, love is a feeling I would say, but uh, it's also an intellectual decision that we make. Yeah. You know, it is. not only to love others, but to love ourselves. Exactly. It is. It really is. You know, and that's a decision too, because love is really about sacrifice, you know? And so, um, we, you know, no one knows our imperfections more than us. We look in the mirror and we can see, you know, who we really are and what we're really about. And so, um, you know, that choice to love ourselves, I know it sounds corny sometimes, but, um, but I think that, you know, you need to, you need to love yourself, you You need to take care of yourself. Um, because, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be the person that you were created to be. And that's, that's kind of what we're trying to do with this whole I choose thing is to remind people they're the lead in their life story and that, um, 
that no matter what we're going through, you know, we have the ability to make a positive choice in our lives, you know, and I was very, very moved by your story because you had shared the YouTube video with me. And so for anyone oh, yeah. who hasn't seen it, I would totally recommend seeing the, um, the, the YouTube video. I think that would be incredible. And what we could do is when, when we rebroadcast this, I'll put up a link for it. So that way people oh, can just cool. click it right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's for cool. people who want it. Because I think it was really beautiful, you know? And I was, I was really moved by your vulnerability and your willingness to share. And, um, you know, that's what, that's what this whole community is about that we're doing with I Choose. Take care of each other, yeah. share, um, and, and be real. Yeah, exactly. Because people, you know, there are so many people behind the scenes, I'm telling you. And, like, people just don't know. Yeah. how many people are out there struggling, you yeah. know, and it's, it's so important to really be real, like you said, because people are like searching for that right now. And I want, and what you said about loving yourself, I just want to say that, um, you know, to get sober or to even attempt to get sober is such, I, I feel like it's such a self-loving thing to do even to attempt to do it. I see people like trying and then, and then they fail and then they get back, they pick themselves back up and then they try again. And I'm like, Oh man. And I just want them to make it so much. I see them like, and they are loving themselves and they don't even realize that, you know, they're fighting for their own life mm -hmm. and they just get like, you know, they fall back and they get so ashamed and it's like, you can, do this I see you you can do this you know and they're just so like they just need to know that how awesome they are and how like beautiful it is to see them do something like this for themselves I, I, I just see it all the time that people are like oh man and they, they just keep trying and keep trying and it's just like man that takes so much strength and just inner strength to keep doing that and to keep fighting that battle. And it's like, it's such a beautiful thing. And people, I just feel like people don't see that in themselves, you know? Yeah. I but agree with you. I, I think that's, I think that's definitely a struggle. And I think that as we mature and as we get older and we have, you know, life's a journey, you know? And so we need to have this, like this deeper understanding of who we are. And in order to find out who we are, the reality is, is that we, we kind of need to suffer. Because if it's all good yeah. all the time, we don't really get to figure out what we're made of. Yeah. You know? Totally. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I think that, look, it doesn't matter who you are, rich, poor, you know, use drugs, don't use drugs, religious, don't, you know, not religious, people are going to suffer. That's just the reality. That's yeah. the nature of the beast. Um, but, you know, being, having the tools and the understanding to know how to get through that suffering and how to manage and how to take care of yourself, um, I think is the key to discovering, you know, who you really are. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, when you're sober, like, you just grow as a person, just exponentially, you know, you just are like, you become so self aware, because it's, you're not being you're not numbing anything out anymore, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you really start to grow. I mean, I remember in the beginning, I was 25 and I felt like, so I was so immature, like, oh my God, 
so immature. And I, I really had to grow up mm. and mature. And it was like this, like, I had to like really focus like, okay, Katie, like you, you have to like grow up now. This yeah. is, this is it. Like you're growing up because you yeah. don't have alcohol. You don't have anything to, to lean back on anymore. And I did. And I went and it was very uncomfortable, but I, I look back on it and I'm so thankful because I just wouldn't, the, the stuff that's going on in my life today, I would never be able to get through if I hadn't have done that. And if I hadn't have gotten sober, like I wouldn't be able to get through it in the way that I'm getting through it now, yeah. you know? Yeah. So well, it's just a beautiful, a beautiful, a beautiful gift. It really is. For those who are tuning in, we've got um, Katie McKenna here from Colorado. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a Q&A here with Katie if anyone has any questions. We had a question earlier from Kimmy. Um, why did you move to Colorado? Um, <laughs> I had a relationship that went down the tubes, like, really bad. And it was so – this is, like, way after I got sober. Um, it was it's very painful to me. So I came out here to do – like this retreat sort of thing. Wait, did it have uh, anything think, to do with sobriety? Because that was part of Kimmy's question. Was no, it no, it didn't. It, it actually okay. didn't. It was like this church type of thing. Okay. Um, but Not Scientology. I had, no, no, no. It wasn't. Just checking. <laughs> but I, I actually had um, come out to Colorado when I was like 21 or 22 to Red Rocks um, to see some shows out there. And I just loved it. I loved Colorado so much that I knew I wanted to live here. Mm. So I came out, I drove out here actually, and just never came back. Mm. I just, I just put like my essential belongings in the car. And I was like, later, <laughs> Massachusetts. And I just drove out here and never came back. Okay. So, well, Kimmy, I hope you got the answer to your question. <laughs> Let's see if we have any other questions here. We have some comments. We have Bria saying, yes, there's so much truth here. Um, talking about dropping the spiritual drop bombs. The only real failure is not to get back up again. Yeah. Uh, a couple of congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, a couple of hellos. Mike, if you're still watching, now's the time for them to jump in <laughs> for a Q&A. But um, I, I just want to say that I am super, super grateful. I mean... Um, you know, for me, this is, it's a reminder of, uh, you know, for myself too, selfishly. I do these Facebook lives now, we're doing them every week. And it is a reminder for, for me as well, um, just about the importance and the value of life, our lives, you know. Uh, we can definitely walk anywhere into the world and see thousands of advertisements telling us, you know, who we are what we're supposed to be. Um, yeah. And this is really supposed to be about asking the question of who are we? Mm -hmm. You know? So um, I'm, I'm super grateful that you would be willing to just come on here and, and chat with me for a little bit. I'm really, really grateful. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. Thank you. Did you, um, did you have any last things that you'd like to say? I mean, we really don't have a time limit on here because this isn't television. So it's Facebook. We are Facebook living. So uh, if there's anything else that you wanted to say or anything that I didn't hit on that you wanted to talk about, let me know. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I just want to talk about um, the main thing that changed me um, and really made the biggest difference in my life was um, when I was at Teen Challenge, um, especially when I first got there, because it was like this first impression type of thing. Um, what they offered me was um, unconditional love and unconditional acceptance. Like they completely accepted me as I was, you know, I, I got there, I had nothing to offer except a buttload of problems and issues. And they just were like, hey, you're here. Let me hug you. Let me love you. And they just were like, it's going to be okay, you know? Mm. And that was like huge to me because I was like, but I suck and I can't get past this and I, I can't take care of myself and they just like they wanted me there with them and they wanted to help me and they wanted to like love me through the process of getting better and it was like it just had such a profound effect on me I can't even I can't even put it into words like it really it just completely changed me. And it was some, it, I mean, it's so simple and, but it was so profound. Mm. I mean, it, it, it like completely changed me as a person, completely changed the whole like course of my life. And, um, and it was just like, you know, it doesn't cost any money or anything. And it's, it's not like they were like, Oh, you're so great all the time. And you never do anything wrong. It, it wasn't that like, they just, They loved me. They, they like accepted me. Like there wasn't any prerequisite for them to, to love me or to accept me. You know, they weren't mm. like, Oh, you have to get sober first or you have to be this or, or anything, or you have to give us this amount of money. It was just like, they, they just completely accepted me, completely embraced me, completely took me into the fold. And it just felt so good to be included without, you know, with them only knowing that I had a bunch of problems, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like they it wasn't like they were looking at my record or my past or all the things I had done wrong and were like, eh. You know, they just yeah. took me in and it was that was a beautiful thing. And I really like it's I, I strive to emulate that, you know, throughout my life with others because that was like so beautiful it was it was just like I just get so choked up when I think about it because that is like the essence of what life is all about in in my opinion it's just that love and it's it's really a beautiful thing and it's very very healing there there's a lot of healing in that yeah well I love it I mean I I love what you're saying I think that um I think that you're right and I think that you know the lesson that I'm learning that I'm hearing from you is, you know, accepting people where they're at. You know, we have such yeah. expectations um, for other people. We have some of these expectations for ourselves. And sometimes we put that on other people. And so when we see people who are not, you know, where, maybe where we are, 
on our journey, um, it can be really, really easy for us to dismiss them. And I think that the lesson here is to, you know, love everybody where they're at. Yes. Would you agree? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a person who was really influential in my development and, uh, he was like so smart. He's like a freaking genius, this guy. And he could talk to, you know, geniuses and other geniuses in English, but I didn't understand everything the heck they were talking about, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but I will say that, you know, he, he said to me one time, um, he said, you know, having the ability to talk to people where they're at, that's the real genius. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. Well, hey, we're talking to Katie McKenna from uh, Colorado, working, uh, she's got the Sober Love Facebook group, you should totally check it out. Um, Katie, I am so, so grateful for you to be on this live. I know that we had a bunch of people uh, tune in, and I'm really, really grateful for that. And, you know, I'm going to, like I've done with everyone else throughout the week, I'm going to rebroadcast this and pop it up and take some of these clips and share it. Um, I think there's yeah. a lot of value in what you what you brought to the group tonight, and uh, and I'm I'm grateful. Thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you. Yeah, would you do it I again? Feel honored. Thank Can we do yeah. like a follow up with you one day? Yeah, definitely. All right. Cool. I was super nervous at first, but I feel pretty good now. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too difficult, right? We try to make it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're easy to talk to, so that's. A plus. Oh, so good. Well, you got I tried. That, you got that going for you. <laughs> I got something going for me. Yeah. Thanks. Well, Eddie's You're over welcome. here. Eddie says you did great. We've got Ed Miller. Thank you. Katie. Ed. I wish I wasn't late. Yeah. Do you know Eddie or no? I don't know. I know Ed above him. I don't know Eddie, okay. but what's up, Eddie and Katie, my friend Katie? Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's thank really you cool. so much again. And um, yeah, <laughs> I'm really, really grateful. So and good luck on the journey. And please keep us, you know, keep us posted. Um, I, I definitely want to, you know, engage more with like the Sober Love community. And I would love for the Sober Love community to engage with our iTunes and we just keep it rocking. Yeah, I know. I'm going to post this in the in the group because I think, you know, there are so many people in our group who have amazing stories and who would probably awesome oh, i would love to have him as a guest yeah stuff. yeah so yeah, totally. i know there's tons of them yep so, all right yeah. well thank you it's a pleasure you're welcome thank you all right i'll talk to you soon okay okay all right, all right. bye all right so after we had an opportunity to speak with katie uh, of course we pulled in eddie just to kind of recap the convo i mean a few things that jumped out to me was number one she started talking about goal setting and visualizing a goal and the power in that so key, and, right dude it's it's just so powerful if you really think about it and and you do it and you set a goal and you actually visualize yourself completing that goal it's crazy but um i heard a you know a couple other things that really stood out to me was the talk of un unconditional love and um you know as i was listening to katie tonight like i just couldn't like feel over like I was just so overwhelmed with the feeling of grace um mm. and I think like as an addict you know in recovery somebody once said to me that grace is something that was freely given to us that we didn't necessarily deserve it was unmerited and um when I came into 
um, recovery, I felt like I didn't deserve like a life. I didn't deserve, you know, anything, but I received so much unconditional love from people that didn't even know me. And um, I think that was one of the, you know, pivotal things in my, in my recovery was just receiving all that love from everybody. And I just heard so much of that from Katie's story tonight. So I think the biggest thing that I took out of tonight was that like, we need to give that like as much as we can, like to anybody, it doesn't matter who they are. But um, yeah, Katie was awesome. And uh, yeah. yeah, what is you never this? Know where, you, you, you never know where somebody is, right? No, you don't. And uh, you don't you don't know how, how you might impact somebody by just kind of putting your hand out or just listening to somebody or just like not expecting anything in return, but, you know, just being there for somebody. And I think like, I don't know about Katie, but like, you know, when I was first in recovery, um, and this, I haven't gone to AA or anything in a very long time, but what I got there was unconditional love and I felt God's grace in those rooms. And um, I feel, I still feel it today in so many different aspects of my life, you know, not necessarily AA, but my son, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> my family, you know, and my friends and so many different areas. But um, I'll tell you what, like the goal setting is something that, I'm definitely going to be like thinking a lot about and that's something that I definitely want to start, you know, putting an effort in and moving yeah. forward. I, there's so much power in that. I don't think we all, I don't think we really realize that. Yeah. Or I know I don't. Yeah. Now I agree with you, man. I think that was key, you know, the love, the goal setting. I think it was all key. Thanks so much everybody for listening to the I choose series podcast. We really, really hope that you would subscribe, tell your friends and family about this, follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Let's spread the message of what this podcast is all about, reminding people that they're the lead in their life story.